0: Chapter 3, which is the story of your childhood and your upbringing, and how you became uh, the ladies' man that you <laughs> later become. <laughs> and what happened after that? You also talk about your work with men and, and how your message came to fruition. Right. The um, story about your youth was really surprising the first time I heard it. It's like, on the one hand, you've got this beauty of nature and this love and the simplicity and the poverty of the forest in Canada. And then on the other side, it seems like you had some really, really difficult, tough experiences as a little boy.
1: Yeah, I, um, when, you know, when I look back and think of it objectively, it was like, we had some rough times, but, uh, and I wrote about it a bit in the book, um, but having said that, there was something transcendent that came out of it, I guess. Because I look back and I see that I had a real love for the forest. I was a wilderness kid, man. Mm. And I used to sneak through the birch trees and never forget the smell, you know, and like and the, and the poplar leaves that are rustling like this. That sound is in my ears to this day. I'll always have the bit of the north of my blood, you know. And I never thought I would leave <clears> the <throat> wilderness. I never thought I would leave, I would leave it. I thought I would stay there forever,
0: and uh, when I came nineteen, I was like girls, I came out of that into the cities of the world,
1: <laughs> and it changed. So, but it's yeah, it's basically in there.
0: I think it's said in a certain way in the book. I don't know. It seems there seems to be something for me that that continues all the way through. Like the way you talk about that love for the forest, but also about um, you talk a lot about shaking hands with the past and not wanting to live, yeah. you know, with blame and mm. uh, about your childhood and all this kind of stuff. I get the, I get a spirit of being chipper, is how I would say. There's <laughs> an element of like, British term. <laughs> Goodness and coming out of the forest and, <clears throat> and being chipper and excited and, and feeling good. Like there, there seems to be an innocence that's carried all the way from the forest of Canada through to the, the spirit that you have when you talk to women. Yeah, no, you know, I don't think it's like the power of positive thinking. I don't
1: mm-hmm. think it's, it's it's this devil may care may care attitude. No, necessarily. It's a very profound reflective spirit. Mm-hmm. It's a very reflective spirit of of where I was in the past, and and to to mourn the losses, and to, and to and to recognize, but to say that that this that that was then, and this is now. Mm. And shake hands with the past. And say, yeah, I get it, and I, I take my lessons, and leave the victim behind, and leave the mm. the blame behind. Right? Mm. So I think, yeah, it's true. I think this whole book is filled with that kind of um, the wistful optimism, I guess you could say. Mm. That you know, it, it's not a it's not a, a book of rose colored glasses. It even when <clears throat> sections may appear like that, mm. there is a there's a strong recognition that there is. A, a lot of dysfunction in this world. A lot of trouble. A lot of children grew up in a lot of trouble. Mm. And uh, and to still say, uh, but well, how, can we, how can we find that perfect note? How can we maximize mm. our journey from cradle to grave? Like, in a delighted way, in a, in a way of... Uh, people say, well, that's not realistic. Well, that's okay with me,
0: too. I can live with that. What's striking for me, for having known you for a little while, is... Um, you know, you're a writer and an artist and a lover of women. And usually, when we see uh, like films or plays or books about this archetypal character, this lover, usually he's much more tumultuous. You know, the highs it's are slippery. high, mm-hmm. but the lows are incredibly low. Yeah. And your mood and your energy seems remarkably consistent. Like, I don't. I see think that's di- true. Mm. I
1: never get in. I never really get in a mood. That's true. And you know, it's it's not because things don't, bad don't happen to me. I'm this lucky guy that, you know, can deed the best of all possible worlds, you know? Yeah. It's nothing like that. It's like, it's like, um, I think because I just, I, I have enormous perspective and gratitude about where I was mm. and, 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 and where I'm, what I'm stepping into. not that I'm this great guy that, that but because... Because there was no possibilities or opportunities, it felt when I was young. Mm. I had no clue, no idea. Like I said, no education, no money, no no opportunity of any kind, and and yet here I am <clears throat> talking to you guys. Mm. And I wake up in the morning. And I think this is what I think about. How is this possible? We're going to go in and we're going to uh, go into this beautiful place with these great friends. We're going to have a great conversation. That gets me up in the morning thinking. Everyone's okay with the world because, like, hmm. you know, for some reason, I don't know if it's, like,
0: optimism, but I don't know what it is. Maybe I'm, yeah, I think I'm really speaking in hypothetical terms right here. But uh, the, there's a note in the book where you say, you know what, uh, a lot of people come along and they say, well, your, your childhood was... Hard and mine's right. been hard too, and, mm-hmm. and you'll say, Well, you've got to forgive the past and move on. It almost seems to me, with both the hardships and the, the poor, simple life that you had, yeah. <clears throat> seems that it's an easier place perhaps to come from that into where you are today, uh, and retain oh. that simplicity mm-hmm. and that air of gratitude. And I speak for myself and Mm. and for a lot of the men that I know that are on this kind of journey as well, to come from that place of mediocrity where the questions are not about poverty or not about like uh, violence in the home with family. It's more like, am I middle class or not? How do I show that I'm cooler than those guys? Mm. Do I aspire to be like these guys but not? You know, should I, I'm kind of on this corporate competitive Mm. thing. Wow it's growing up in that much more stable home is i th- i think makes it difficult to tap into that sense of gratitude and simplicity that's a way. great comment and now that i think about that now that i think
1: about that i have to respect that because mm-hmm. it's easy you know mary magdalene you know it was said of her that she she loved much because she was forgiven much she was a mm-hmm. fallen woman she was forgiven she, and And so she loved much and had much gratitude Mm -hmm. and that's an interesting comment because, um, maybe somebody can't relate that came through it. You know, didn't have any trouble and their Mm. parents are normal and, and they had a, you know, perfect education and and they can't relate to this kind of like sneaking scoundrel energy that I have, Mm. which is like, I still feel like I'm, I'm I'm fooling the whole world because like, I'm still sneaking through the forest. I feel that. Yeah. And maybe yeah, that's interesting. Maybe they can't relate to it. I don't know the answer
2: to that. Or <laughs> it's just an interesting observation. Well, I kind of, yeah. I kind of come from one of those, those. Uh, middle-class backgrounds. Mm. Kind of, I actually come from one of those. <laughs> <backgrounds>. <laughs> I do. I'm like the, the books. I'm moving myself, and it it's. You know what it is? It's the mediocrity of the middle-class background uh, and how mediocrity is catchy. And it's it's like you said about your manipula- manipulative days when you were manipulating women. Yeah. Mm. You have to rip it out. Mm. No, yeah, you have to rip it out of your soul. Yeah. you got to rip the mediocrity out rip it out yeah yeah, yeah. And, that it, and that and my journey started when i realized that everything i had the cars the houses were not making me happy mm-hmm. yeah that's
1: when i figured out that this is bullshit yeah yeah you've certainly taken off on your journey i mean like you've you you trying to find something different than mm-hmm. than the norm right that average middle-class background that you could certainly still be part of. Mm. No, no drama. They're right it's, in Australia. I and mean, that was expected of you, it's a normal thing to do. Right. right.
3: So
2: just, I'm looking for something bigger.
1: Essentially,
3: Kazan, you always talk about what drives you as the venture. It's like in the middle-class, what drives them is often security. Yeah. And maybe mediocrity too. So you, your background, you've had to kind of come from this kind of broken, difficult place. That's been your journey.
1: Yeah.
3: It was a journey for perhaps a lot of people listening and us here is that journey against security and fighting with something. much like, well, you've got everything. Why you <coughs> this other energy, this yeah. adventure, this traveler, this other energy, and that, that's still a fight. It's a different type of fight. Yeah. And don't forget,
1: like when I came out of the forest, my, mm. my saying, coming out of the forest at 19 years old, and I, I joined that. Mm. Middle class. I became a corporate guy. Yes, I educated, self-educated myself. I was became a computer programmer, a computer nerd, an IT wizard, and I, and I learned stockbroker trade and you know it was, it was commodities and stuff. that and I had monitors on my desk, and I had a secretary, and I had the, the, whole, mm. the, the whole nine. So I bought into that, and, and because I was trying to escape from my from my poverty and from my, mm. and, and so I said I have to attain. Yeah, no one going to ever love me unless I get this nice car yeah. and get this fancy stereo and get this, you know, bachelor pad. And I, <clears throat> I headed to where that was full force for years. <clears throat> and, um, but it is isn't me and, you know, and, and then when I bailed out of the corporate world and I reduced myself down to a carry on bag mm. and hit the road where I met all you guys yeah. over the last 10, 12 years. It's been like, um, it's, it's been a return to that chapter. Mm. It, it feels like I've returned to the simplicity of being in the forest again, but I'm in the cities of the world. Mm. But it doesn't feel any different. It feels like I have the same kind of, I'm sneaking through the beach, beach the birch trees, and I'm, and I'm mm. having, you know, looking at the squirrels and having magical experiences again. It feels the same kind of energy, the same kind of feeling as that. And so my, 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 for sure, my journey has been, is going full circle from the forest, which I loved and the rivers, and I loved it so much into the cities of the world.
3: Mm.
1: Now into the, into the middle class of the world, mm. following that and, and, and afraid that if I don't get security and get something to lean, to fall back on, that I will <coughs> be lost and alone in my old age. And so I fought for all these things and bank accounts and all this mm. kind of stuff. And then I... Then I renounce that because it's me yeah. my spirit back to the simplicity of it all. And I wouldn't trade it for anything. I wouldn't sit in the boardroom again for anything. You can give me, offer me all the money in the world and me to sit there and I wouldn't do it.
0: Do you think now about your old age and these sensible questions of time retirement fund and <laughs>
1: not once? I'm not kidding. I don't think about it at all. Strange, huh? Mm. I mean, I'm 51 now and I never think, uh, Gee, how am I going to, like, support myself when I'm 65 or do I time? I'm already retired. I'm already, like, you know, I'm not going to stop. Mm-hmm. I love what, what we're doing. I love the, the conversation. I love, I'll keep going until, like, you know, I can't anymore. <laughs> but, but, but there will probably be a time in the future. My grandfather, um, my grandfather was actually from this area. He was born in whatever, At three years old. He went to Western Canada. Mm-hmm. He's born just north of Transylvania, between on the border of Ukraine and Romania. So this is kind of my DNA here. That's so why you know I like it here. And he spent the last twenty years of his life in a cabin, sleeping on a hard wooden bench. And I I could see me being doing that too, going right back into the mm. cabin by the lake, a, a log cabin, chopping wood, kerosene lamps. I could go. I could easily go back to that. I would love it.
3: What I quite like about your stories is people reading it different types of people, they've all got something to relate to in you. Because some people might come from poor, difficult <clears throat> backgrounds. You've had that story. You've also had that renunciation against the middle class, mediocrity, security. You've, you've renounced the manipulation, game-playing style. You've renounced the, the kind of neediness you had. Yeah. So everyone reading it has something to relate to in your story. That's that's, that's, intu- that's
1: true. I renounced everything. Mm. And you know, I'll say this. There was for many years, I, I was ashamed of my background, my mm. lack of education, my lack of, you know, my, my poor, um, upbringing. And, and I never told people about
3: it. Mm.
0: This is a question I've been wondering about, yeah, because we, we talk about vulnerability and authenticity. Mm. And I wonder at what point did you start telling people, women in particular, yeah. about who you were and where you came from? Yeah, that was a,
1: that was a slow discovery that, you know, I make a little mentioned or comment about it,
3: mm.
1: and people say, "What? This is a, this is incredible." I'm from Europe, and and uh, and I've never. Uh, this is an incredible. Mm. St- my into the wild back, you know, mm. in the background, and I thought <laughs> from the wild, yeah, <laughs> from the wild. I came oh, from nah. the, bus, <laughs> <out of> the <laughs> wild. I came out of the bus, <laughs> and <laughs> and uh, and, I, and I was. It slowly dawned on me because after you know, a lot of people said it to me over quite a period of time and this is a great story. I want to hear it. Mm. You want to hear that? Like that dysfunctional, impoverished, mm. I don't know when I've been hiding it all my life, trying mm. to hide from the corporate world, for instance. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I talked my way into some major senior positions in, in corporations with zero education. Mm. My last formal education is 13 years old. I left home when I was 13. Wow. I moved further onto the wilderness when I was 13, on left home. And that was my last, you know, actual, Public uh, education. I mean, I've educated myself since. Mm. I know a lot of words. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But um, um, yeah, and I—it slowly dawned on me that that is the most interesting thing that people want to hear. Like, if I would have put this book out maybe you know ten years ago, Mm. that chapter wouldn't be there because I was like, I don't want people to know about it. Mm. I'm ashamed of it. And now it be, has become the most interesting thing that people say. You know that I relate to, or that that yes. was the best part of your your talk, for instance. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Slowly dawned on me that that is story. People relate to story, right?
0: When I ask the same question again about women, like yeah. when did you start to say that to the women that you were dating or in relationships yeah. with, and was that something you hid? In my, oh yeah, my my years my twenties and stuff. I
1: I was not authentic at all. Mm-hmm. I, I was. I felt insecure and not good enough, and I really, really tried to embellish everything and, and to act like I, I have it all together. Mm. I got this nice place, and yeah, yeah, that car, you know what I'm saying? And, mm. and just kind of hide all my insecurities with all these, these trappings of society that you think you have to have. Mm. It's an interesting story because I was in Vancouver quite a while ago, and I was at this kind of a singles party. And everybody's all like, you know, the guys are all GQ and the yeah. girls are all pretty. And stuff like I'm like, my buddy invited me to come there. Yeah. So I went there and everybody's all talking about their jobs and their cars. Mm-hmm. Right. And they're like, and they're, and they're all posturing against each other a little bit like this. And, yeah. and the girls are all listening. And who's, oh, yeah, what does this guy do? And we're, I'm sitting here listening mm-hmm. like like this. <laughs> and I was in a circle of, I don't know, seven people or something. That. And one of the girls turned to me and says, so, um. So what do you do? I said, well, hmm, I'm not. I, I kind of travel, and I'm kind of, I'm kind of a, a bum. I just kind of like wander from place to place. She said, oh, well, um, she said, well, where's your stuff? I said, where's your home <laughs> base? I said, well, that's a good question. I don't really have it. I don't have a home base, and I don't have any stuff. I'm kind of homeless, and I'm kind of a bum. And she said, what? And she said, uh, and, and another girl asked me questions. She's like, what? So. You do this by choice i said yeah hmm. and instantly it's and i didn't expect it But instantly mm-hmm. the, the the questions all turned to me so what, <laughs> more. Like, what do you mean about this How, like i want to know about this and all the guys started to say this yeah you know, i've been thinking about doing this too <laughs> <laughs> because it was it, the, the shocking result of it was that me being going to live in the wind by choice and 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 casting aside all of the consumerism mm. side of things, that in that hierarchy of guys jostling for position, mm. it's shot to the top. Mm. And I, I didn't expect it, but it was kind of an amusing thing to see. And the whole the the, the whole energy of it changed. And all the girls like, "What? Tell us more! I've never heard of this. This is incredible!" Yeah, and the guys are going, uh, uh, uh. And they're all talking about their Lamborghinis and stuff before, right? <laughs> so it was kind of an interesting thing that happened, but. It wasn't something I tried to do on purpose, but it's but you know what it you know what it you know what it is? It is true to me. Now I'm not saying that everybody should any guy should go quit their accounting job mm. and go, you know, travel the world in a carry on suitcase. But it was my mm. it's my journey and it is true to my spirit of who I was growing up. Mm. So I'm returning back to my authentic, you know, and me sitting in the boardroom and, and taking care mm. of you know, you know this these large corporate problems or, or Mm -hmm. sitting in the, in in the conversation of that, I was just there for a paycheck.
3: (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah. And I'm just there. So on the weekend, I can have the illusion of a, of a fun fantasy life. I get my paycheck on the weekend. Ah, let's have some party, let's have some champagne so I can like, or, or to take my days off, you just head for those moments all the time and you're there for the paycheck. So that to me was not authentic to me, my spirit.
0: Was there a noticeable shift in your the way you'd relate with women or the way women would be attracted to you yeah. after you made that shift yeah. from the corporate mm. to the yeah especially when I stopped... because at the same time I stopped to hide it
1: and I said no I'm choosing this and there's a there's a there was a resolution with myself a, a shaking of hands with myself and my young self and my, my poverty mm. self and saying you know what you're okay kid let's Let's embrace that and let's embrace the past the good and the bad mm. and not hide that and just try and accentuate the good. Let's embrace it. and let's, let's enjoy what came out of that, which is a love of life. And, a, mm. you know, and so I think that that carries across because I honestly, and, and I think a lot of guys, this. I thought for sure, no girl would ever like me if I don't have a nice apartment and mm. fancy stuff and and, and, and to show that I am, a, that I, that, that I can, I don't know. I thought that for sure. It reminds me a bit of a,
3: uh, I'll tell it quickly, the story of the Mexican fisherman. You've heard it, it's a great story that illustrates this kind of corporate and the stupidity of it. So there's an American tourist, and he's on a holiday, and he sees this Mexican fisherman. And he says, you know, Señor, every day, um, you have this amazing fish, but you only work, you know, half a day, you what, know, what's about that? He says, oh, Senor, you know, I fish a little, and the afternoon, I go into the town, I play guitar, I do big <laughs> wide and I wine to my friends and do this. And he says, Senor, I'm a businessman, I can help you out here. He goes, If you, if you work longer, eventually you can buy a bigger fleet of, of boats. He goes, Ah, yes, Senor. Then what? We'll, he goes, Then eventually you can move to Mexico City and have this whole big fleet of boats in this big business. Eventually you can sell on the stock exchange uh, and then retire. He goes, Oh, and then what do I do, sir? So he goes, then you could move to a small fishing village <laughs> and every day go and play the guitar and fish a little and sing, drink a wine, and, and that—that is the corporate dream. Yeah, and you can do it already. Uh, you can have that spirit, and people are just aspiring life, aspiring life, aspiring life when it's right there, here, in yeah. front of them now. Yeah, and some people, their spirit is 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 entrepreneurship.
1: Mm. That's what they 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 jump out of bed and are excited for. It's mm. not mm. me. You know, like a, my my spirit is like to, to sit in conversation and like think and write and mm-hmm. wander the earth. That's true to me. So I just went back to my authentic authenticity. I think it is
0: mm-hmm.
1: and who I was as a kid, without you know, and and honoring what I what I came to and what is the the
3: north is still in my heart. The wilderness is still in my in my spirit. I can feel it mm-hmm. all the time. I think it's important to say it's you mentioned elsewhere is any career path is great as long as it's actively chosen. If you're there for right. corporate because you love business, you love that environment, beautiful. That's great if it's chosen. It's not being anti-business, anti stuff. Not because you inherited the, yeah. the firm from your father and now yeah. you,
1: you hate your life. And-
3: yeah, it's anti-doing it for someone else or doing it because
0: you have to impress someone that's important to say to yeah. I want to touch on this notion of gratitude that you spoke about throughout and I wonder if the kind of gratitude that you feel now, which is such an integral part of the seductive romantic nature of man. Did you have that all along? Or is that something that has increased with age or freedom? It's increased.
1: Yeah. It's increased as, 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 as I look back on the journey. You know, there's a, there's that saying that if you could look, when you, when you look back at the journey you've, you've taken, you wouldn't have changed anything. Mm. It's what they, you know, they think, wow, this is, that lined up to exactly how I wanted to line up to get me to where mm-hmm. I am right now, mm-hmm. even though we have anxiety about the future. Look mm-hmm. back, okay. So um, it's, it's increased with my, with my travel. Traveling opens your mind. As you guys know, mm-hmm. you guys have all extensively traveled. All of us have traveled a large, large part of the world. Yeah. And that opens up your sense of awareness of our place on earth, mm-hmm. our relation to, to other cultures, other people. And it gives you a, a broader sense of looking at it, instead of your narrow-minded. Uh, I got to pay my electricity bill.
3: Mm.
1: You know what I'm saying? It, so it, it, it broadens that. And so I, I could say that with my scope, largening, my landscapes, uh, widening, that, uh, the sense of gratitude and, and amazement is larger too. I'm amazed every day. And you guys get that when I'm speaking. Like when mm-hmm. I'm talking about women, I'm amazed. I'm talking to you guys in this circle. I'm amazed. I feel like this is its a cool thing. We're talking about a very cool thing. And I, I like it. It gets me going. It gets me energy. <laughs>
2: traveling, traveling is great. And, it, and it, it really does open you open your mind to how really small the world is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've met people in New Zealand and then by chance with no Facebook, no any contact whatsoever. Met him in Tennessee. Yeah. <laughs> Six months later, it's like,
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> how does this even happen? Yeah, yeah. And it, it's 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 a it's a beautiful thing to realize how, like you said, the landscape can can be wherever you want it to be. Yeah. And you can, yeah. You know, and the realization is we're all in this together. Like everybody's yes. nobody's this
1: confident, cool person. You know, that, that, at that yes. Vancouver party, they're all like hoping that their car or their job is going to be enough that some girl is going to say, you know what, I like you. Yeah. And the girls are hoping that the dress and, and their careers are interesting enough that somebody, some guy is going to say, you know what, I, I want to have my journey with you. Mm. And, you know, we're all, we're all <laughs> yeah. it's all the same thing. It's all
3: trying to cover up our insecurities, as we well know. Mm. I think also the paradox is, even if you did become this great person, you had this uh, big car and big money, if a girl liked you for that, that would feel horrible. I remember even when I went to the United States and also the English accent, people like it up there. <laughs> and the first I said something, the girl wasn't really interested, and then she's like, oh, wait a second, where, where, where are you from? And I, even though it was cool, it's like, yeah, you a English guy accent in
1: America. <laughs> yeah,
3: it, part of it didn't feel good as well, because like, it wasn't me, it's just, you know I happened to talk this way because of the way I'm brought up is like, you like me for. Not for me, but how I speak, or because of the car. Yeah, I have. Interesting, yeah. You wouldn't want that. You'd yeah. hate for a woman to like you for the car or your money. It's, it's not for you. Yeah. Yeah.